Welcome. We thank you for listening with us today. We ask that you please stow away and secure all important items. There are no emergency exits. So, just sit back, relax, fasten your earbuds, and enjoy. Coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Funny Too Informing. Welcome to Funny to Informing, episode 137. I'm John, that's Chris Pizza Heisenberg Coleman. That is me. Have we done 137 of these, man? I No, well, not me and you. Well, yeah, almost 137 oh. of them, but you've done 100. There's 137 plus bonuses and... God. Yeah, we're getting up can't there. I can't believe it's already there. It's we're, already that high. We are getting up there. Jesus. Becoming experienced at this shit. <laughs> I would hope. Uh, yeah, yeah there, <laughs> we have a lot to talk about today. We might definitely go over an hour. We have Did You Hear's? Tuttle's 10, which is another roller coaster ride. We all know that Every already. week, guys. I hope you're looking forward to that. And what's up, Doc, you have, right? A documentary? I got a good Doc. Yeah. And then we have uh, some new beer we're trying. I went to my brother's house to, to get fucked up for his birthday. Yeah, so. speaking of beer, your brother's br- brother's beer. Yeah, we... It's all over the place. So this one I've never had before. It's, yeah, we're trying uh, beers we'd never had before. These are uh, here. He's going to crack his. Mine's already open. It's in a bottle. It's fancy. But, uh... Yeah, John's got something. Uh, I got these actually. Shout out to Marky Cavallini. Uh, just gave me a box of beer last night. Oh, just extra yeah. stuff he had in his office. And he was like, take these home. And we split them amongst, up, up amongst the guys. And uh, so you've got, this is super, super local. I love this one you've got. It's by uh, Sideward Brewing, which is right over in the Milk District. It's uh, maybe a year, year and a half old. Yeah, it's like right around the corner, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's called Cerveza Local instead of Loca. And uh, it's a lager, so I think it's maybe a Mexican lager style. But you see on the label, they sell it also at Tenant Taco and Imex Taco here locally. Yeah, they because I was I saw the advertisements for the taco places, and yeah. I was like, I, I didn't know if it was like brewed there or no, it's if sold it was, there. So yeah. I, yeah, Sideward Brewing, which is across the street from MX Taco, randomly enough. Yeah, and uh, the label's cool as fuck, huh? The can art is fucking awesome. It's like Lake Eola. Yep, kind of where what's that called? Like that stage. Uh, the, the Eola Amphitheater, I think, the yeah. band shell, whatever they call that. I don't think, I don't know if it has a name, actually. S- something like that. But it has a know. fountain on there somewhere, too, huh? Yeah, it's, uh, no, and it's a really fucking cool can art. Um, and I, I, that always, like, you know, they say don't judge a book by its cover, but if the yeah. can art's lame, sometimes I'll never end up having it. <laughs> I guess it does kind of draw the eye and make you want to kind of try it, right? That's a, that's your foot in the door thing. Um, and I'm drinking, what do you think, John, with, of your, it's a lager, like I said, I think it's Mexican lager it's style. A, it's a pretty simple beer, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, you know, like, there's no, like, popping flavors no, or anything. No, it's an easy drinker. Yeah, yeah. It's an easy drinker. And I could definitely stand to have more of these. I, I would drink a six-pack of these, for this sure. This just in, it's the Walt Disney Amphitheater. The Walt Disney Amphitheater. I love Amphitheater. it. Now we don't have to wait a week or a couple days to where we post this, and then the the animals in our group go, you fucking idiots, it's the Walt <laughs> Disney Amphitheater. We're like, we didn't know. Yeah, that, We know. Thank you, Google. And that's the one thing I hate about the podcast timeline or whatever is sometimes oh. after the fact, we had, was it last episode, we went through a list of people who died. 
Uh-huh. And then Jerry Stiller the next day died, and we couldn't talk about oh, it. So we, yeah, that was before Jerry Stiller. Yeah, we lost Jerry Stiller and, and then Fred, Fred Willard. Fred bro. Willard. That's a that's a sad one. That guy's hilarious. God, both of them. We can get onto that, but uh, yeah, but I'm drinking. So John likes his uh, his Cerveza local. Um, I'm drinking something from Funky Buddha, which is also a Florida brewery. They're a big one though, and this is some weird fancy shit. It's 10 percent ABV. Holy shit! Yeah. Um, you're supposed to serve it really cold, and it's uh, it's it's uh, I've never heard of this drink. It's cocktail inspired, so it's supposed to taste like a cocktail. The cocktail in this case is a Paloma. Is it? Have you ever heard of a Paloma? No. Yeah, it nope. sounds like uh, HPV. Is it but, one of those um, that you have to pour <laughs> into a can? Uh, I think you, you, I think you probably should just because of the style, just because it's fancy and you're, it's a cocktail. It probably opens it up and tastes better, but I'm drinking it out of the bottle like a fucking savage who likes beer. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to give it a shot, but yeah, it says paying homage to the Paloma cocktail. It's imperial. 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 It's superiorly (laughs) imperial. Imperial tart ale is brewed with agave nectar and, ooh, aged in tequila barrels. This might be fucking yummy. That's. Here we go, guys. Okay. Because, yeah, 10%, you got to be expecting a little bit of a kick, I would imagine. It's fucking delicious. Really? I highly recommend you You want me to try that? Yeah. Do you want to try the Cerveza Loco? I've had it. Oh, well. That's why I gave it to you. See, I I had two cans of that. I drank one. So, what's your one through 10 on this, on the Cerveza Um, Loco? It was, yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a for a lager, whatever Mexican style lager. Um, it's a seven or eight. Super easy drinking. Nothing super fancy, but it's not shit either. It's it's good. Yeah, good, that, easy drinking yeah, beer. Yeah, it gets a seven for me as well. This is um, yummy. That is strong. Oh yeah, yeah it's ten percent. Oh, it's it's oh. tart, but it's an imperial tart. So it really has like all the qualities of an imperial almost. Um, and then also the you know the super tart. See, I don't, I don't and I get that little <laughs> boozy. Uh, I want to say whiskiness, but it's tequilaness, I guess. It's kicking from the yeah, it's good. That's for sure. I'm gonna it, enjoy that during the show, guys. I, I I would only have one of those. Well, I got two. So good God, <laughs> you get the other one. It, that's like if you get a promotion at work or something, then I would probably crack one of those open. But I don't know if I could no, just like drink something that. way fancier than that. Oh, really? No, I would have one of those. Like go out and oh, well, say it's a, on tap somewhere, or whatever. A, have a, one. Not a big promotion, but like a fifty cent race. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know if that. Yeah, I would still be like, champagne, sir. Your cheapest champagne, <laughs> oh, by the way. Shit, yeah. And I mean, while we're sitting here trying all of these new beers, because I think you have other new ones that we're going to yeah, try, we'll, right? When these are gone, we'll move on to the next round. Yeah, it was uh, it was my brother's birthday, so I went over his house the, this past weekend okay. just to uh, celebrate with him a little bit. But I, I got there late, so he was already figure. like five hours into drinking. Wow. You were five hours late, John? Yeah, I had other stops to make. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah, the, yeah. The thing was at like twelve. I got there like five. And, okay. Uh, there, wow. every oh, he was he was shit faced. And there's about twenty people there, and all of them are just done. Would you say your brother, the firefighter, was lit? Was you got there? <laughs> yeah. Was because who's putting him out? Yeah. Somebody save him. <laughs> it was. I was surprised because I mean, I guess it's a lot of his buddies from you know, like, but it was a lot of first responders. Was it some police cool. officers? Really? Some firefighters? Oh, but they're all getting fucked up. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Were you guys able to smoke and stuff? Uh, well, I mean, I... Did you, like, step outside? And I don't care. Toke a little... Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're off duty, and they're fucking hammered. What, are they going to judge you? Cops don't... Nobody cares, bro. Like, who cares about weed anymore? Yeah, and I don't think... Like, they weren't, but they didn't care that, like, if I wanted to. No, that's what you I'm know, saying, It's no right. big deal they're right not, now. They're not going to partake because they can't, but they're... If they're... They're fucking cool. Like you're not working, bro. I, I thought I was gonna get trapped because you, you know everything for them. Everybody who was there is kind of like in the neighborhood or live or, like, okay. right there. And Ooh, for me, it's a, you gotta drive. It's a 45 minute drive <laughs> yeah. home, and I don't need to like the second I leave. Oh my be god! Like, whoop, whoop. 
Yeah. We, we saw you They're like, well, <laughs> well, we can't get you because we're drunk too, but we called our buddies who are working. <laughs> Tom's <laughs> on duty tonight, so Tom's got gotcha. you. I don't need that That's in my life. That's fucked up. But they I, were cool. They were cool peoples. Yeah. You no, they were safely. awesome. Okay. We played some game. It was called a uh, beer ball. Never heard of it. Me neither. I don't know if they made it up or if it's a real thing. Maybe people can let me know. The like, way the you group. described it, if they made it up, props to them. It sounds like fun. We should do it at our next event, yeah, which we should do sometime soon. Yeah, instead of beer pong, I'd much rather play this game. Oh, you, yeah. You need some space, but you'll, you take like a, a long table, just okay. like you would in beer pong. Like here, like we're looking at. Yeah, okay. and so you take one of those, and you set a can on each corner. You know, if you do 2v2, you put a can on each corner, and it's a full can, the, ca- the tab or cap still on it, and you pretty much throw ping pong balls at the other team's cans and if it hits the can then you have to start drinking and you have to try to get through your drink before they get through theirs so it's like a forced chug contest yeah and then i get as i guess as you're drinking and drinking more throughout the the game it makes it harder to hit the fucking cans with the ball because your aim is affected yeah, a little bit drinking. and you can throw it, it sounds easy like, yeah i feel like i can hit a can with well, a no. ping pong ball every a, time well that's the thing because some oh. people you can like throw it and hit the can but if but then if, it bounces it's the bounce yeah if, so it lands if you right, miss though then do nothing you somebody else have to drink no like, no you just get ridiculed you just pass, like, man you suck yeah you pass you your can't turn throw on girl no, nothing happens you just, <laughs> just kidding move on but i mean because i mean a lot of people like that's what my girlfriend was doing when we were on the same team she would throw it but her ball wasn't going anywhere it would hit the can and then like stay on the table and i'm like babe peg it right she's like fucking throw she's soft lobbing it to make sure she hits yeah okay yeah. and the balls are bouncing everywhere and like like a, in baseball like you know my girlfriend was my cutoff man when i would run and get it because you have to put the ball back on the table for the person to stop drinking on the other team okay and whoever and the, runs the first out person to finish their drink wins yeah okay yep because, yeah, you, you were explaining it a little to me, and I was like, well, wouldn't you just want to walk really slow and make dude A get fucking hammered? But no, because then he wins because he slams that whole drink. So, yeah. Okay. And then to prove that it's empty, you have to, like, hold the can upside down over your head. Oh, shit. And if shit. it dribbles, it... You know, okay. Like so the less you do... Oh, that was so sweet. Oh, that We're is here at uh, so Words Hurt sweet. Studio, and uh, Rocky brought us fucking flowers. So we got to take a picture of that. We just I'm got putting some... that in my open pol- human Paloma virus bottle, and we're going to take a picture and post it on. Oh yeah, it's like group page. now it's my umbrella feature <laughs> to my to my can. I'm going to put it in my ha- never mind. <laughs> in your beard in my beard beard that works yeah yeah yeah. oh that was so nice oh is it cute we just got some flowers oh it is cute it sticks right in there no problem you look oh, adorbs adorbs Fuck. bro it fell okay <laughs> don't eat that don't eat that flower lila yeah i uh so what else did we get into i know we have what's up doc and tuttle's 10 we have so much um, to talk about um, there, there was we've been posting thing. a lot in the group there's been a lot of posts from us and others and shit like that all up in the group yeah because this was what i wanted Including to show yourself. you there was some guy that was wrapped about the coronavirus yeah and i mean some of these are complete duds when people start trying to rap and they think that they sound amazing or you know it's a very icp but uh so these oh, icp this that's a good callback that show was crazy <laughs> <laughs> and this guy kind of goes hard but I'm, i mean i'm only going to play a little bit of what you know uh, what it was but it's in our group page if you want to go to funny informatives on facebook or facebook.com slash funny to informing same thing for instagram but uh okay so listen to this a little bit and Fuck the media. No, really, I'm getting sick of it. You could get in a car crash and die on impact and still get COVID on your death certificate. I could choke on a piece of steak fat and suffocate to death on my fucking sofa. The coroner would look at his colleagues and be like, hey, watch this. Rona, hey! 
We're stuck in this, no heading back. I don't give a fuck if you're Republican or Democrat. I got a lot to say about the shit we're going through, and I can't hold it down a second. Got a stomach full of empty cat. Ain't no hanging with your folks, pals, any friends. If you see them, better send the drones out, get them in. Shit is really turning so foul, very grim. Feels a little, I don't know, totalitarian. See, isn't that shit good? Yeah, like, and that guy, he's, it's, what's that, like, a two and a half, three minute video or something? And he's just flowing the whole time. And it's, like, a little up, a little down. He's changing speeds. It's kind of a little dicky ish, if I think about it. I was thinking little dicky. I mean, and it's a white guy. So I was thinking little dicky and Eminem a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, just, I mean, I, and not only, I mean, not even looking at him, just listening to his flow, you know? And I guess maybe that's the white boy flow, but it's good. He's fast. He's, he's slow when he needs to be. He's funny. He makes some good points. Uh, oh, it's uh, really toward, good. At towards the end of it, he starts calling out celebrities. Yeah, and I mean, he so he does <laughs> go by in name. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, I don't need to be told to stay inside by fucking Robert De Niro yeah. or some <laughs> shit like that. That's fucking good, dude. It's, it's really good. Yeah. I was impre- I was impressed with that. He, he makes some good points. I mean, some of these numbers for the for coronavirus are just like inflated just to make people more weary of what's you know going on. How many on. times they're inflated? 5G times. Oh, <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. Thanks, 5G. I blame you. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, yeah, that was an awesome song. It's no mashup, but it's still an awesome song. I like that we've been doing the mashups. I enjoy a good mashup myself, sir. Those um, have been fun. I shared one. You shared the rap song today. I shared the, uh, the. it was a, a mashup that I found, uh, actually, from the local radio station that I shared to our group. It was um, Billie Eilish and... Yep. It's uh, a Billie Eilish, the song Bad Guy, and it's a rock remix by... By, oh, who was it? Pantera? Nope. No. They all run together. They're all the same to me, too, bro. Avenged Sevenfold? Yeah, nope. <laughs> Crap. Avenged Eightfold. You were close. No, uh, <laughs> Anthrax and Suicidal Tendencies. Anthrax. That would have yeah. been, like, my sixth guess. Um, so, yeah, Anth- Anthrax and Suicidal Tendencies. Um, along, and it's, so it's their music um, over Billie Eilish's, um, uh, l- obviously, lyrics from Bad Guy Whispers. Her whispers, I should say. It's the whisper song part two. I'm a bad. I just ran a mile, but uh, but it's great. <laughs> bad guy, <laughs> bad guy. Um, but yeah, I really, yeah. And it says, "Duh." Did she say "Duh" in the original song? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn, that makes it worse. <laughs> but uh, but I, I I don't know. I really like it. And then we've been doing a, featuring a lot of mashups, uh, kind of on our breaks too. I've been really trying to search them out. And a find lot of some good like ones. a lot of them have been like two completely different songs. Like yeah, how do you how do you genres, even make that connection? I like the genre mashing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I asked you when we first started talking about uh, mashups in general. One of the biggest like genre mashups I can think of off the top of my head of the two of the biggest albums of all time, uh, the Gray album by Danger Mouse. Oh, and yeah. it's the Beatles White Album mixed over uh, Jay-Z's The Black Album. And that's fucking crazy. Like Helter Skelter with some Jay-Z lyrics underneath it is pretty fucking weird. Uh, yeah, I but mean, it's to, good, and it to, was groundbreaking. Well, Because like, to line it up or to, you know... To study the timing on it, you know, it, it's that seems like a natural thing for people to be, be able to identify. But like you're kind of like going through your like music archive or right. like your memories to try to find out like where like what what would go with well with this or what what song is perfectly with that. And some of them are just a little. It's too weird. Yeah, yeah. I think like I think it's all about like beats per minute. I'm no DJ. But last time I spun ones and twos, let's just say they were made of stone tablets. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but I feel like it is. It's a beats per minute thing, right? So you just like, uh, either you hear it or you could probably, probably, you probably can have software that'll tell you immediately. You play a song, it'll tell you what beats per minute it is. Like, and what it could be similar to. Or, and, yeah. or you just and look then you up just that. find something that kind of matches that timing, I think. Kind of like the DNA of a song, I guess. Right. But it, I think in the big groundbreaking part of that is to mix these crazy genres. Like, uh, like I said, the Billie Eilish with the uh, heavy ass anthrax. Yeah. But it's all over. I do like it because they switch styles. And, and the quote on the, uh, on the post from uh, one of the musicians is says, uh, 
What did he say here? It was the drummer, matter of fact, from Anthrax, who, who provided the quote. I'm trying to find it in the story now. It was right there at the top. Well, I lost it, so it's not important. Oh, he just talks about <laughs> how they mix. I don't. I can't quote him, but it, it says something about the fact that they're mixing like funk and crunch and metal, like all different, and they kind of change it up. So one verse will be this kind of style, and then like the bassist starts slapping and gets a little funkier, and then the drummer takes over and does more of a drum heavy bit. It's really good. I enjoy it, man. Yeah, and I think we got a good. I, so we're gonna play that one on break, though. I say we play that. Yeah, you know what? I hope for a while we play like mashup songs. We keep trying to find like, as many as I can. Yeah, I like that we've been doing that lately, and I want to keep that going. We got to go lined up for the break, and so we'll play that at the break, and then and at the end of the show, I got to go to lined up there too. You'll find a mashup for the end. Yeah, too? I already got good. it. I'm not gonna tell you all intro. When when we leave. I like it. Uh, cool. Should we get into the uh, the What's Up Doc? We can get right into What's Up Doc after we play this uh, handmade intro by John Hannon, producer of the year. This is heavy duty, Doc. This is great. Mm. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? Is there a doctor in the house? I'm a doctor. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? We really mean it. What's up, Doc? Where I try to bring you a review of a documentary as often as I can. I don't want to overload you guys and hit you over the head with it every week. But uh, every now and then, actually all the time I'm watching documentaries. So I want to kind of bring the good ones that stand out to me uh, to the show. Give you guys a little review and try not to give it away in the process. Don't spoil it. I'm trying not to. Yeah. And this one I can't. I haven't seen the whole thing. Okay. It's a 10-part docu-series, one hour each episode, so See, 10 fucking hours. When did they start doing that? It's like series when documentaries. When they wanted to stretch things out and, yeah, make more fucking ad revenue because it's on ESPN. Ugh. Everybody's been watching it. Everyone knows of this. The Last Dance. Have uh, you seen any of this, John? No. but you the haven't Mike, seen any? It's the Michael Jordan one? The Michael Jordan. It's the uh, It Chronicles, their epic run, trying to capture six titles over an eight-year span and running into his retirement. Kind of his... Uh, and, you know, obviously, it definitely goes over his a little bit of his childhood, his college days, and then into the pros. So, really, it's kind of like on the life of Michael Jackson. Yeah, no. Or, or Michael, Michael Jordan. Jackson. <laughs> He's, there is one on Michael Jackson. It's way more sad, though. He, don't watch that if you don't like baby rape. Yeah, he, which none of us do. <laughs> I I haven't seen this one. I have heard about it though. It's uh, but I'm definitely going to watch it because I think this surpassed the Tiger King just recently as like the documentary that's been getting the most attention or the most views. Absolutely, or- it's funny because I pulled an article uh, that I just seen uh, I had seen on my uh, newsfeed and. Uh, it kind of goes over just that right there. Uh, it says, uh, Michael Jordan and the Last Dance was a social media phenomenon. Over the last five weeks, I guess that's how long, I guess they're doing two episodes a, night, a week. It's every Sunday. I didn't realize because I'm watching it on demand. So the reason I, it just wrapped up last night, but the reason I haven't watched the whole thing is, ironically, I'm trying to watch it on demand on my cable provider at the house. And because I don't have ESPN Plus or Disney Plus, so I'm trying to just watch it, you know, kind of a little late. They think they post them a week later. But for some reason, Episode 7, they have Episode 8 and 9 and 10 posted now, but Episode 7 won't post until 9 o'clock tonight as we sit and record. 
That's weird. And I don't want to watch eight, nine, and ten. I wonder if they had an issue. I'm at seven. So yeah, I don't know what it is. It's fucking ah, weird. So that's why you didn't see all of it. Nope. That's why I haven't seen it all yet. Because I've been running through them. It's an hour at a time. I watch two a day. You know. I mean, but I from what I've heard, you don't even have to watch them like sequentially. I mean, because isn't some like about his gambling, and then some's about like see, his his. Well, that's the thing. I'll finish personal. what I was saying about this. What you brought up about social media, and then I'll definitely talk about kind of what I like and don't like about it, and how they the timeline of it goes. Okay. But uh, but yeah, it, it says over the last five weeks uh it has dominated social media each night it has aired on sundays and uh last night sunday was no exception uh about one million tweets about the final episode and 20 of the 30 trending topics on twitter were related to the last dance damn see that's that crazy. is that's an over and you don't even think because i know people who aren't basketball fans are watching this too i didn't but you don't even think for a second that it would be that many people like trying no. to like yeah. trying to watch something like that, this, yeah, and that means they're watching it live too. You know, they're not even watching it. You know, in 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 replay later, like I am. Yeah, I'm usually not home on Sunday when it comes on. Well, because so I, I noticed I can't watch it live. I noticed they started doing that too, where people were like, uh, instead of posting like on the streaming services everything at once, they post it, you know, like one episode at a time. And only recently did streaming services start doing that because I have Disney Plus, and I would think, oh, do you? Okay, so you can watch all all ten of them now that they're out. Well, now that they're out, right? But, right. but before it used to be like, oh, here's all of the episodes for the entire season. Watch them whenever you want. And then only lately is it like you have to wait a week. You it's have more. To wait episodic absolutely yeah yeah, um, yeah well that's i feel like that's because yeah uh, you know where they really started that was like the mandalorian recently on disney plus it, yeah it just that started. was a streaming one and then that but they were only putting it out week to week because normally they sh- they've shot them all obviously the mandalorian had been shot they're not still shooting it they had they they were just putting it out there sparsely once at a time and it, i don't know i kind of like that i kind of like though the waiting a week in between i, I it I, sucks at the end when you're like oh i want to watch it oh i can't i gotta wait a week yeah i think they but, got great results because people were looking forward to it of course i feel like it's easier for them to track their results when they do it that way as opposed to just dropping it all how do they really know what people have watched or yeah. you know i don't know and it long I don't know it ratings. kind of like elongates the like the time that people are talking about it too if you do For one sure. episode, oh yeah. Instead of putting like, like Stranger Things, will put it all out there. Absolutely. And, and if you watch it, and in- they talk about it for a month or maybe, and then it dies. You yeah. don't hear anything else about it. See, that's but people sometimes- have been talking about this for five weeks straight. Like I've literally been hearing people tell me about it. I was late to the game. I didn't start until the third week or some shit. Oh and yeah. So I started catching them late, and then I've been catching up. But yeah, I mean, it. I really, I really enjoyed it. I did not grow up watching a lot of basketball. I grew up at a time in Atlanta when the Hawks were pretty fucking terrible. When I was a young kid, I guess they were good. Dominique Wilkins days and like kind of the beginning of like the eighties, the beginning of Jordan's era. Yeah. Atlanta was kind of good then, but then in the nineties, the fuck, but then the it was Fal- like, they're not the Falcons. The <laughs> yeah. Falcons and the Hawks then were was, terribly shitty. It was never again since then. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. They had a late, they were okay in the two thousands again for a while, but again, I've never been a basketball fan because I never really had a team to root for. Um, the Bulls as a kid, I do remember like liking the Bulls because everybody knew who Jordan was, but I didn't like watch games on TV. Yeah. So this is cool for me to watch and like get a lot more background knowledge than I ever had at the time. Yeah, because I didn't even know this because a lot like from what I've heard, a lot of the footage is from like his his glory days playing basketball and like the USA Olympic team. Ba- like, yep, they, they pr- definitely cover that. So they've the just dream been, team. They've just been hiding this footage sitting on it for a day like today to drop a documentary like this for sure i'm saying a lot of this stuff uh is you know like stock footage or you know it's stuff like the like game footage people have seen that but yeah all this behind the scenes stuff like who and they here's the thing they weren't shooting it back then for this this is just footage that was sitting somewhere b-roll footage you know what i mean that was never going to get used and i don't know um you know it, 
in, since it's come out, I guess Michael has not been super happy with the way he was portrayed in it. I, I did hear that. He There's hates been some that. controversy around it. He he says, "Oh yeah, after watching this, you're gonna you're gonna not like me. I don't like me after watching that." Did he say like, that? Yeah. yeah. Well, he did come off as kind of an asshole, and that's kind of the the the, the idea everyone kind of has of him is that he was just kind of an asshole. But I think most people kind of give him a pass and or write it off in the in the guys that he was. Going for championships. Oh, that's the over price and over you, and over. Price you pay for greatness. That kind of, that's the, exactly one of the quotes I think I heard. That's kind of you lose part of yourself when you're striving for that kind of greatness because you have to put all your focus into that. I mean, as long as you're not like beating your kids. Like if we yeah. to, if we want to talk about Michael Jackson for a second, Uh-oh. like he he so, when he's like four or three years old, his dad is just like making them rehearse oh, yeah. over and over well, and was, over again. You're and, right. He was he was a product of his environment because his dad fucking broke. Yes, yeah, so, like so. Some people are a little too committed to where like they become bad fathers and bad people. But I don't I don't know. If Sometimes they become mad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Duh. Sorry, call back. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny you mention. Um, you know, you don't. I don't. You may not have to watch it sequentially. I just feel like that's the way it's made and produced. I feel like that's the way it's going to flow best. I don't want to skip any episodes, but it does. That's the thing I kind of don't like about it is that it jumps around because it goes from like it's obviously it's called the last dance, which is referring to his last season in which he was going for his sixth title, and he also knew that he was retiring. Phil Jackson and the famous coach, uh, world famous, Hall of Fame coach. If he's not in the Hall oh my of Fame, God, he will yeah. be. He's won with the Bulls, with the, the Lakers. Lakers. Absolutely. And then he went uh, like on, I think, to ownership. And he's been just great for a winning. long time. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it was his. It, it was definitely his last season. The owner was saying publicly that uh, that Phil Jackson was out after that season. So it's all kind of, it's the last dance because it's supposed to be about that, yet it delves into, like I said, his life, the beginning of his career, kind of um, the for the beginning of the run, how they had to battle the Detroit Pistons back in the day of the late 80s, early 90s. Those were um, when games got real chippy, like the pushing the and Detroit shoving. Pistons were called the bad boys. Yeah. It's, it's funny, yeah, that you mentioned how they were the you know chippy and pushing, and there was a lot of fighting. They had a two-year, a three-year gig with them, and they lost two in a row, won the third one to put them to the championship. And then after they won, uh, Detroit didn't go and shake their hands. But oh. after, but after the Bulls lost both times, they went up and shook the hands. Yeah, even you, though it was hard. They said, I mean, Jordan said he fucking hated to do it, but it's sportsmanship. Yeah, that's what exactly. You do. Sportsmanship is everything. And I mean, it, it, and nowadays, you know, and I don't, know, I don't know how many know or how many know. I don't know how many basketball listeners we have, but I mean. Now it's Two. a lot more prissy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who few, watches that shit? Just a, a dozen. You know who watches basketball right now? Nobody. It's so prissy. Oh, nobody can. It's not on. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Reruns. That's actually. I do have a digi here where um, I was. I am going to bring it up later on about the UFC having their next pay per view. I've been and hearing about them teasing pay per views, they, and they Dana they White ju- gives zero fucks. He's they like, just I'm doing had it. one. Yeah. Did they? Okay. Yeah. It's, it, I'm buying an island. It's and interesting, it. and they but just keep going. They don't. They don't care. They push on. But uh, yeah, they talk about the. It, it definitely goes into detail. Um. Yeah, but as far as the Detroit Pistons goes, uh, just recently, um, David Robinson was quoted as saying, Isaiah Thomas shouldn't have been surprised by being snubbed from the Dream Team because he was always famously snubbed. I mean, they were the, they were the NBA champions just before their first, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s, right before the first 92 Dream Team was made. And Isaiah Thomas was like a notable snub. He was one that was not invited, not on the team. And he came from, you know, that was a championship team and he was like the Jordan of their team. So, so David Robinson is saying, so David Robinson is, 
yes, saying rightfully so, pretty much you guys were fucking the bad boys. What did you expect? For our country to represent with one of the bad boys on the team? Yeah. We wanted the, you know, the best and brightest, so to speak. Yeah. And, and if you were a negative aspect. If you're such a bad boy, fight him for it. Because I know Isaiah Thomas is is not Oh, he's a, he's a smaller dude. And, Absolutely. And David, oh, Robinson. David Robinson. Even now, look, he's old, receding hairline, but he's still a big dude. No, like, yeah. He's still intimidating looking fucker. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It was really entertaining. It goes into that, uh, like, Michael has some beef to this day with Isaiah and the Pistons, that whole Pistons team of those two years because of the dirty, low-down bullshit that I, they pulled on I, the court. I believe it. I mean, it's a fine line between being competitive and uh, displaying sportsmanship, but sometimes that line gets crossed or there is no recovery from crossing that line, and you just have to be competitive and hate each other as opposed to ever showing uh, sportsmanship towards each other. Nicely put. I feel like that's pretty much how Jordan and a lot and Rodman. They talk a lot to Rodman. They talk a lot to Pippen. I feel like all those guys kind of have a little bit of that in them. Although they respect Isaiah and those guys because they were great. They were dirty, so they they feel they feel some type of way about it. Yeah, it's just like beyond repair. Um, should we get into this? We have uh, so much, man. So Tuttle check 10? out the Last Dance. It's available all over the place. It's fucking huge. Check it out. Enjoy it, and we'll get into Tuttle's Ten for sure. Yeah, this is going to be, uh, again, we haven't listened to it. None of us have heard it this time. So no one's heard it. It'll be something else to, yeah, I mean, I can only imagine already. Breaking news. Make sure you play the second one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? Let me go Yeah, make real sure. Quick. Okay. All right. I'll stretch while you make sure you have real the right one. Quick. Give me one second. Yeah, Find yeah, Find yeah. the right one, baby. That was that's my bad. Old, that's an old jam. If anybody I, um, knows that jam. No, but we do have to say that this is not like our opinions. Thank you. We it, are disclaimer. Just... We got to get this recorded. But yes, disclaimer. Uh, yeah, these the, the opinions of Patrick Tuttle Fowler. 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 <laughs> Fowler. He's going to fail you. Uh, are not the opinions of uh, John Hannon, Pizza Peisenberg, or uh, Funny Two Informing. It's sponsors or affiliates. Yeah. So uh, here we go with uh, Tuttle's ten minutes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's ten, ten minutes, minutes with, with Tuttle. Welcome to episode three of Tuttle's 10. Make sure you check out my podcast, the Tuttle Daily Podcast. You can find it on all podcast platforms, iHeartRadio, iTunes Podcast, Spotify, TuneIn Radio app, as well as 315live.com. So the guys from Funny to Informing, Chris and John, wanted me to talk about prostitution this weekend. In true Tuttle fashion, I'm sure I'm going to get off track, off course, just a little bit during this commentary. I really don't know the guys from Funny Tool Informing too well. I've, I've only met them one time in person, and I know they say you should not base a book on its cover, so that's all I had to go on. And if I had to guess, sexually, what John and Chris are into. Now, I would have to go with Chris was the guy that lost his virginity first. I think John was a late bloomer. He might have been late teens, early 20s before he got his first piece of ass. But does that mean John does not know what he's doing in bed? Does that mean that John's not a sexual deviant? No. That doesn't mean John's a sexual deviant. I was a late bloomer as well, too. Damn it. I was going to say that John was all of those things. And Tuttle did Tuttle went on and, and shut it all down on us. I am. Okay. So here, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I did bloom a little late. Well, here's the I thing. I, I feel like I definitely lost my virginity first because when I lost my virginity, you were probably seven or some shit. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. on a time on that scale of, of, of timeline, I guarantee you I lost my virginity first. But I was not a young sprout 
Is that a word? Young trout? That's not good either. I didn't either. Of, a, neither yeah. of them. Are, I wasn't a young. Good. I wasn't a super young man when I lost my virginity. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't either. Um, but I, you know, I know how to slay it. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm quite a player. <laughs> I'm a player, yo. Oh my god, he's I'm not trying, a player. He just crushes a lot. I'm trying to be cool. <laughs> oh my god, skinny pun over here. <laughs> okay. And if I'm just going off of my own personal experiences, me and John had that creepo connection. We are creeps. Me and John see eye to eye. I bet he is just like me. I bet John has definitely gone to the local mall food court, buy a piece of that greasy triangle that they call pizza at Sabaro, as you lay in wait like a predator, waiting for any woman that looks like she's over the age of 18 to get on the escalator, to go upstairs, to buy a shitty band t-shirt from Hot Topic, and just just like the predators we are, John, we get behind her to get that elusive upskirt shot. And nine times out of ten, it's a shitty upskirt shot. <laughs> you motherfucker. That's, that's so weird. That because speaking of predators, Tuttle, have you been stalking John at the mall? This is his <laughs> this is his every step. I've seen he has so many Pearl Jam shirts that he got from Hot Topic. This is too much of a spitting image of my routine. <laughs> that yeah, you you already know. He knows the exact pizza uh, Tuttle, place. Tuttle exactly. T- I mean, he does know a lot of specifics. Band t-shirts, Hot Topics, Sparrow Pizza. Tuttle, is this your life? <laughs> is it I mean, it's fine. It's it, fine. It, it, it's, my name's Patrick and I'm a sex addict. It's sounding Hi, Patrick. very familiar. We accept you. It's fine. <laughs> Most of the times, bitches are wearing granny panties. But John, me and you, we're sickos. We like our women in granny panties. Fuck thongs. We want our chicks wearing underwear just like our grandmothers. And I don't want you guys to think I'm picking on John. Chris, you're a goddamn sicko as well, too. It's the confident ones you got to look out for. You seem like more of the confident person out of you and John. But the confident ones. I don't know what your dating life is like. Hell, I don't even know if you have a girlfriend. But just going by first impressions, if you've had a girlfriend, I think you are a straight up textbook cuck. If you don't know what a cuck is, you're a guy that likes to see his chick be banged by other men. And not just men, black men. Damn. Wow. What I'd rather is... buy Hot Topic t-shirts than eat Sparrow pizza. <laughs> God damn it. Can I do that? <laughs> now you I make like, me that guy. I like my scenario now. Fucking Tuttle. Because of, wow. wow. He, you son of a bitch. You son of you a clearly, bitch. You clearly don't know anything about me. This motherfucker We've is... We've got something from uh, Words Hurt Studio here. I'm sorry to to chime in here, but he has got you both pegged. <laughs> this motherfucker. Damn it, Rocky knows us both, and he knows this is true. Yeah, well, you know what? And I don't think Tuttle knows that he's not any better. I'm, I'm almost positive. No, he- let's. What's Tuttle? Let's think of what Tuttle is. What's if Divorce? if I'm a cuck? <laughs> take a number, so am I. Ooh, but, sorry, um, <laughs> that's fine. Sorry, it's, no, that's, that's I don't even think that's a slam. But um, I I don't know. I don't know. We'll play the rest of the episode and of uh, Tuttle's ten, and I will think about what Tuttle is, and I will rebut, uh, retuttle, if you will. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I could picture your ideal first date would be going to an Orlando Magic game, standing out where the player's entrance is, just a chance to be able to talk Dwight Howard into a mix-in with you and your other half. If I could make that happen, I would, just because it's Dwight fucking Howard, bro. That's a hell of a story. Fucking autograph. That's a great story right there. I got a cuckograph. And don't think I'm judging, Chris. All white men have that fantasy. They just won't admit it. Me and you are keeping it real, Chris. We've been cursed with white man's guilt. 
that little part in our brain, that gene that makes us feel guilty about what our ancestors did to them, putting them in slavery. And we owe it to them. We are almost kind of presenting our women to them to just ravage and just take advantage of. And that's our way of saying, hey, we're sorry about what our ancestors did. Uh, hold on. What I'm thinking is, stop saying we. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, not we. Fucking A, Tuds. A part of me now is thinking that Tuttle knows too much about both scenarios. Again, I think he's just projecting his own life. Uh, after last week's ad- admission, or was it two weeks ago? I don't know. After one of his show's admissions of uh, finding his parents' raci- racist porn, racial porn, racist porn in a drawer, uh, I feel this is his white guilt. <laughs> it's his, it's his yeah. white guilt from his parents' slavery and his guilt from finding that disgusting shit in a it, drawer. It's one of those things where it's like you can't make this stuff up, and I don't think he is. Exactly. I, think, I think he damn went... It's, <laughs> it's too over the top, bro. <laughs> okay, then you're probably thinking, why is Tuttle coming at John and Chris so hard? I'm coming at them hard just to prove a point. Pussy is undefeated. It is undefeated. It is the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. You know, they call prostitution hooking, hookers. You want to know why they call it hooking or hookers? Because vagina is the most addictive substance on the face of earth. There's no debating this. Crackheads look at sex addicts and, and say, yo man, you need to burn a time out. Get your life in order because this vagina is ruining your life. And that's coming from a goddamn crack addict. You big man. Can I please borrow a piece of puss? Please. See, I did not know Tuttle was a crack. Uh, like he was addicted to crack before. No, I think he was just. I see. I thought that too. The way he said it. See, I, but I think what he meant was he laid out the scenario that a crackhead judges a sex addict as oh, such. I wanted to so, clear that up. I, yeah. Well, I was gonna let it run. Tuttle's a crackhead. <laughs> just run with it. That's what you get, Tuttle. Yeah. Shit on us on our show. I mean, I like, by the way, I love how this has turned into shit on John and Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck it. I knew it was gonna be crazy. I didn't think it was gonna be a linear, straightforward thing. Getting in business with, in bed with Tuttle. It's. Uh, it seems speaking like, of getting in bed with Tuttle. Yeah. What a cuck. Am I right? <laughs> it seems like our prostitution habits as as much as the topic itself prostitution has been labeled for ages as the oldest profession in mankind and it's true the only problem i have with prostitution is the supply and demand is so in favor of one side the females the females have all the power when it comes to supply and demand now i gotta apologize in true volusia county fashion it's in my dna i'm getting off of this path called a commentary and doing a little off-roading pussy is the reason that i do not believe in religion i don't believe in god because of vagina do you think god has to jump through hoops just to get a piece of ass god has ass on deck our creator has pussy on the reg god gets his meals on time god gets his dishes done god gets his laundry done i disagree i think it's three days late no <laughs> yeah how do you feel about him uh, applying characterizations to god I, I, it doesn't bother me <laughs> i mean it doesn't bother me i don't care either way but i mean i just I, i'm a, sitting here eating meatballs keep talking Tuds. <laughs> that's a ballsy move it's a it's a meat ballsy move damn, damn it john with the best line of the show guys <laughs> god i do like that he uh like was go- calling back to the very first one of these tuttles 10 that we did where he said pussy is above everything pussy is the champion it's undisputed blah 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 put your money in pussy put your religion in pussy too apparently yeah i think he's right though i think he's right there. i can't disagree yeah 
And do you want to know why God's a pimp? Because he does not take any lip from his trap queen. God does not stand for that. God will beat his chick like a white supremacist living in Bithlow on the day that Obama was elected president. So why would God forsake us? Why would God put us in such a bad spot? God created us first. So why would he give us, create us with a, a obvious defect? If you bought a car with a defective airbag, guess what? The company would take it back, fix it, and give you a new one. So why did God put us in such a bad spot when he is such a pimp? Hell, even his right-hand men in the Catholic Church, those priests, they knew that pussy was so addictive. They had such an advantage that, hey, we're not going to allow our priests to get married. They are going to go into the church, get away from sex completely, and, and substitute that with choir boy asshole. <laughs> as soon as he mentioned religion, that's where my mind went. What? It's I, now I'm sa- I'm partly uh, proud and partly saddened that my mind goes to the same place Tuttle's mind goes. Because when he mentioned that whole thing about priests not being able to get married, I literally thought in my head, "It's fine. They traded it in for altar boys." You were thinking it. He just and said he it. Said it. Fuck. Oh man. Be he right back. Killing myself. Beat you to that punch. The only thing that can rival women's vagina when it comes to being undisputed is a choir boy, an altar boy's anus. That's it. Anus versus vagina. And I don't want you guys to think I'm making fun of it. I'm making light of people that get molested. No. I'm not. I'm trying to shine a light on how much of a hypocrite organized religion is. That they believe in God, but hey, we're going to pay off a lot of people. These priests should go to jail. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not making fun of the victims. I'm trying to shine a light, bring parody so you can realize how evil organized religion is. But back to what I was saying. God has put us in such a hole, such a deficit that I think us as men in the human race... We need to bring a class action lawsuit against organized religion to go after them. We we can't go after God because, in my opinion, he does not exist. So let's go after the people that have the money, the people that we can physically see and sue. Let's go after them for putting us in such a disadvantage when it comes to us versus the opposite sex. You know what? I mean, some of that does make sense because they have that separation between church and state, and then certain churches can't get taxed on any of the money that they're making. Right. And, and, and they then don't pay taxes. And there's those televangelists that have money hand over fist. Joe Osteen and all the uh-huh. and the other ones that have are worth millions per year and don't do. I can't think of any other than Osteen. No, Creflo Dollar. That's an Atlanta guy. There's He's, a there's a few of them though. Like pimp. if I were to say his name, you'd be like, oh yeah. No, I know. know. I can't. I just can't think of him right now. Yeah. Ken yeah. Jennings. No, I don't know. He won Jeopardy. <laughs> It's Ken something. We're just slip on. There's there. a there's a separation between pussy and asshole too. It's called the taint. Or is it? Is there something else? Yeah, the taint. gooch. The gooch. The gooch the is gooch. what I've been calling it. It's the taint and oh, the gooch. Tuttle, you got us the taint, the gooch in the morning. <laughs> God damn it, Tuttle, you got us on '90s radio. You son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how much of a disadvantage that we're in. We know if we have sex with a woman unprotected, that woman could be pregnant. And when she gets pregnant, she's going to give birth to a parasite. And I know that's kind of harsh. You think I'm being kind of crass or, or cruel when I call a child a parasite. Those are just few of the words I'm coming up with. Great movie, by the way. <laughs> 2019 Oscar winner. But let's break it down. You have that child, your wife, 
they give birth to a child. That child pretty much depends on you for the rest of your life. Even though they're past 18, they're going to come around. They're going to ask for some help when they get in trouble because people in their early 20s make dumb mistakes. We still have unprotected sex with women because you want to know why? It feels so good. We know that if we have unprotected sex, we could either get AIDS or, or a sexually transmitted disease. Does that stop us? No. Does having a kid that we're going to be paying for for the rest of our life stop us? No, it doesn't. And yes, a lot of people have protected sex, but you can't, you cannot compare protected sex to unprotected sex. The feeling is very different. Well, yeah, you yeah, you you can compare. Yeah, you can compare them. They don't compare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one's can, bad and one's good. I don't know. You can compare them by saying that they can't be compared. It's like uh, apples to uh, pistachios. I yeah. only like one of them. Two totally different things. <laughs> Just kidding. I like both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a, and I'm I'm one of those people that kind of toots my own horn, where I'm like, oh, my pull out method is so strong, you know, don't worry about it. And then we've discussed that on the show. Yeah, we? and sometimes you just want it so bad. If the girl says put on a condom, you just do it. It's not the same, but whatever, you just do it. Yeah, you don't not. You just deal with it, and yeah, you push through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully you push through that condom unprotected sex always feels better. And that's why vagina will always win. That's why vagina is always undefeated. That we're willing to get caught up on, on a living organism that we're going to be paying for the rest of our lives. And that's why I call it a goddamn parasite. In closing, I really didn't talk about prostitution that much. <laughs> Thanks for summing that up for us, Tuds. We didn't, we couldn't tell. No, you did First not. First you shit on us, and then you talked about pussy again. <laughs> Guys, let's stop sending in topics that send Tuttle on pussy rants, okay? You motherfucker. Jesus. Uh, thank you, Jim, oh, was the one who sent in the topic this week. Was it Jim's prostitution? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wow, that was a different charge of another another decade ago. Sorry, Jim. Sorry to bring up your history. <laughs> no, but was it Jim's idea for the prostitution? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. thank you, you, Jim. Thank you for sending this one in. But uh, yeah, let's let's let him close out here. Man. I just wanted to show you how much of an advantage that women, females, the opposite sex have over us. Do I think prostitution is a fair trade? No. When you look at it, supply and demand favors the women, not us as guys. Do I think it should be legal? Yeah. It should be illegal. I think if two consenting adults want to have sex and the woman gets paid for it, as long as she's not being forced into it, it doesn't matter. I don't care about it. You can even tax it. Hell, the government could make it legal today, tax it, and hell, we could cut down the deficit by half just over the power of vagina. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed my bit today. I'll be back next week. Thanks, uh, John and Chris, for allowing me to do this bit so I can promote my shitty-ass podcast. Check it out. The Tuttle Podcast can be found on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and the TuneIn Radio app, as well as 315live.com. I'll talk to you next week. See you, guys. Thank you again, Tuttle. Thanks, Tuttle. It's always a fun one with you, bro. And you're welcome. Thank you for providing us with uh, laughs every fucking week. And for making fun of my laugh. That- <laughs> on his show. <laughs> yes, you did. It's funny because, yeah, Tuttle does this Radio Inception bit every week now. John clips these segments out of our shows, sends them to Tuds, and Tuds plays them on his uh, his daily podcast, which I'm sure you've heard about, ad nauseum, at Tuttle.com and Tuttle.tv and Tuttle.io. <laughs> I don't know. I, I forgot all the links. But oh, seriously, yeah. his sh- I listen to his show every day. 
day. That's how I know he plays it. And uh, it's, I mean, it's a nice little 30 minute episode. I, I talk shit and I, you know, I'm joking and Tuttle said it's, it's shitty ass podcast. It's, it's funny and it's entertaining. The guy's fucking all over the place and he's yeah. going for a record right now of, uh, un, you know, unstopped shows and most consecutive daily recordings. And, uh, he's, you think he's at like 14 or 15 or 16 now? Yeah, so he's trying to do one every day. Every single day. To break the record. Yep. I don't so, know what that is, but he's pushing for it. Yeah, so, well, good I job, Tuttle. I hope you get it, and thank you for your segments. Yeah, sir. of uh, one of the seven that he does per week, he puts in our bit. <laughs> Uh, on his show and you know he commentates on us commentating on him so yeah. it, it kind of goes deep but radio inception so he, he, was, he was making fun of my fucking laugh last week yeah. uh, on his show talking about that I'm, I'm like a serial killer or like i'm i'm the the, the last words you hear before you die or the last laugh before uh, yep. you hear the last laugh uh, the <laughs> last sound uh heard after hitler penned mein kampf um yeah and then he plays like little drops of john's john's laugh it was really funny when i heard uh, that i was like you recommend. know what i'll never laugh again I'll never, <laughs> never do it. But I love that now he's uh, turned that into a way to uh, rag on us twice a week. Man. Once during our segment and once during Radio Inception on his show. All he had to do but, was talk about prostitution. Ah, fuck that. I love it. I love that. Like, he, he's not kidding. We don't know him super well. Uh, we have this, you know, working relationship together. Um, I think, I feel like we all respect each other. Uh, you know, like, I respect Tuttle as a broadcaster and as a crazy person. Um, I know, asked him to I'm send kidding, me a shirtless pic, and when he sent one, I knew he was the guy I wanted to hire. Boom. That was all I needed. I knew it, Joe. <laughs> and here I thought you loved ladies. Yeah. No, we don't, we don't know him very well, but at the same time, you know, I feel like that we kind of do know him somewhat or know that we can fuck around. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I love that he's comfortable enough to like jump right in and, you know, just fucking go, you know, go balls deep in our altar boy buttholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it. Uh, Thanks, we son. Go, ouch. Should we go to, uh, should we go to break now and reset? Absolutely. We're going to throw it a break with a little bit of Billy Eilish, anthrax, and suicidal tendencies. Mad guy. Cool. Duh. Thank you. 
Welcome back. Episode 137. I'm John. That's Chris Pizza Peisenberg Coleman. I'm a bad guy. Yeah. This is Funny to Informing, and that was Billie Eilish with Anthrax. And I almost said social distortion. Suicidal <laughs> tendencies. These beers are getting to me, sir. Yo, and My now, talk of vacation ain't be so good. Golly. And now I'm drinking one of those Palomas, the Funky Buddha. You got that, HPV now? Yeah. Human Paloma <laughs> yeah. virus? I shared it with John. That's how it works, guys. Much like coronavirus, give it to your friends. Oh, uh, the Human Paloma. I'm drinking something from... Who even brews this? I don't even know what brewery this is. Oh, it's past its date, but barely. Um... It says Brewing Company. Oh, it's, it's Vesa Sur Brewing Company. I thought that was the name of the beer. Okay, because that's another Spanish one. Yeah, yeah, it's a Spanglish Latin lager, it's called. Huh. And again, I don't know about Vesa Sur, but it's out of Miami. I, uh, somebody translate that for me. What does Vesa Sur even mean? I've, I don't know. I need, a, I need a Spanish translation. Because, like, Cerveza is beer. Right, but no, it's S-U-R, not C-E-R. Or it's like it's like they're switching the two I know, like yeah. syllables. I don't know. Yeah, Vesa sir. I don't know. But uh, instead of cerveza, it's Vesa sir. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like they're yeah, switching it's like backwards, the, like but the it's syllable. not spelled the same. You're right. I huh. get that. But yeah, this is a a four point two percent, and uh, John's on, yeah, John's on that uh, HPV. Yeah, let me the, crack this guy. See if I can get it on audio file. Yeah, I wonder if uh, how that one's gonna taste. Are you gonna Vesa sir South Vetch. <laughs> Whatever uh, South Vetch means. K.S. Vetch. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> now look up Vetch. <laughs> Thanks, Rocky. He looked up that Vesa Sur for us. Didn't yes. really give us much. See, a 4.2%, that's a little more reasonable. So I, I think, are you gonna let, you're going to let me try that one, right? Absolutely. Thanks, Marky, for giving us these. I now know why you gave it to me. It expired uh, three weeks ago. <laughs> but it didn't expire. It just says best served by. So, and it's not been open. I'm sure it's fine. This I expired like episode <laughs> is brought to you by Cavos. <laughs> I like that it's in uh it's in like a red stripe bottle. Yeah, yeah. Th- those bottles are always kind of little like weird to me, like with the nipple part of it. Yeah, hooray for beer! <laughs> it looks like just like a really really thick nipple. I feel like that's gonna taste a lot like your. Uh, would you just drink cerveza local? Uh, it's a Spanish style lager. Again, super. Oh my god! It tastes straightforward, easy to drink. It tastes identical. It does it. Yeah, that's really good. I like this one. It's got a little little hint of honey at the back end. I'm gonna give this an eight for a, a Spanish or Mexican lager. May, yeah, maybe a little bit more than the cerveza local. I, I do like this. Yeah, um, Vesa sir. Yeah, I would say like seven and a half. I forgot what yeah. that means in Spanish already. Something vetch. South vetch. South vetch. <laughs> I had no idea Vesa meant south. I'm stupid. Norte <laughs> is north. Vesa is south. I know that now. Yeah, geez, Louise. Uh, All right. Should we? Uh, we have quite a number of digi here's and stuff that we got from the news. We have pretty much a whole last segment of digis. We can jump right into them and we might have to cut this long ass intro short. Did you hear that? Yo, did you hear? Horror show all up in your ear. Yo, did you hear? 
did you hear? And we did not cut the intro any shorter. Yeah, JK, we ain't cutting that short. I would yes, never. I did hear. That whole intro, I was jamming to it. Get the fuck out of here. We're not going to do it. Live in the physical digital download. And that's where I lose it. <laughs> we can bring it to critical masses or There's something. There's some critical mass. There is some critical mass in there. He says those words. Oh, I almost want to play it twice in a row and oh, see if dude. anybody notices. Dead in the middle of little, little Italy. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's another rap song. Yeah. Uh, so am I, am I going first? I think John's kicking it off. Yeah, All right. Come on, John. And back to you, John. I shall start. Uh, did you hear that a... Actually, you know what? I might as well start with the uh, the one that we were teasing Do you a little have, bit yeah, at the top. Let me ask you this. Do you have like a mix of depressing and uplifting or regular and depressing? Because I got... I'm going to be honest. Some of my, mine's all over the map. Mine are like very middle. It goes from ha-ha to ooh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> so I'm no. going to try to mix them. I'm sprinkling mine in. Mine are like, they're like not even, not severe, but not like too playful because they are kind of serious. All right. Well, it, throw us your first one. What do you got? Um, The one we were talking about kind of in segment one a little bit, Uh, UFC 248. Uh, was just recently held, despite the coronavirus and everything going on. Um, they had nobody in the crowds. So uh, that that was fun. And there was only two fights that were like kind of notable or that people would easily recognize. Um, they had... Let's see. I'm trying to get to the results. I somehow lost them. Every, everybody knows this one girl, Joanna. I can't say her last name. Joanna Jank of fucking something a bitch. <laughs> okay. uh, She's European. Yeah, well, she, yeah, Jedger Sedjevich. Oh, Jedger Sedjevich. Oh, Joanna uh, Jed Jedder Jezik. I think it's like Jedra Jezik. Uh, uh, that, that last <laughs> that last jumble of uh, consonants there, I think, pronounces <laughs> the Jezik. Yeah. There's some Z's and J's and C's in it's, there. Uh, and, and that was a title fight in the uh, like the female division, and okay. uh, she lost to Hang Wild Wiley. <laughs> Jeez, these names. Hang Wiley? Z- is that a surf move? Z-H-A-N-G. <laughs> oh, Zhang Wiley or Wheelie, Wiley, Wiley, yeah. Zhang Wiley. <laughs> <laughs> Talib Kweli. Yeah, and then- uh, Came in with the heat. Yeah, and Adesanya beat uh, Yoel Romero. God, does anybody have a regular name anymore? Never. Adesanya? We can say that because I've heard it a million times. I watched his last fight. Never. Otherwise, I would be like, Adesanya? <laughs> How do you say this? <laughs> okay, you know what? Just for fun, because like I don't know any. Oh, of these let's people. read the card. Yeah, They're, read the card. Okay, uh, Benil Darush gotcha. defeated Drakar Close. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm not. that's funny because Clinique Happy defeated Drakar Narar. Yeah, in my last fight, Neil Magni defeated LJ Lee Jingliang. Lee Jingliang, which uh, yeah, distant relative of relative of my favorite beer brewer Yingling. Yeah, and then there's Alex Oliveira or. Oliveira. Oliveira. And then Max Griffin is the last one. <laughs> Wait, and he lost? Yeah, of course. Way to represent America, Max Griffin. <laughs> you already know. We can say your name easy, but we won't because you lost. Yeah. Fuck. Fucking Adesanya. Really let us down. So Romero. Where did, where did they hold this at, John? Was uh, it like on his private island that he teased doing? No, I think that this one was at the T-Mobile Arena in Nevada. Ah, right okay. there by Vegas. Okay. Um, Maybe because they did Nevada lift like, are they doing phases? I don't know. I'm so in my own bubble here. All I know is we're just started phase two and it's very contentious yeah, whether been, we should or not. We've been like working our way through the first the phase. phases. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but see, to There's me, a strategy which includes phases, which includes strategies, which includes their further phasing of the phases, which then opens things up 
<laughs> it's a phase yeah. strategy measure. And then they have a phase off. <laughs> See, set phasers <laughs> to strategy. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what the hell is going on anymore. The, like for me, because we've had like the murder hornets, and then with this <laughs> virus going on, I'm thinking the next bad thing, or the virus, or plague, or whatever you want to call it, is going to be something weather oriented. Okay, it's going to be either the hurricane season is going to be crazier, or like Seven Eleven hurricane murder hornet. Season, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like a lot more uh, earthquakes or something, but oh. yeah, well, yeah, that's fine. That's out west. But uh, UFC two forty eight happened, so if you're paying attention in the sports world, that's at least one thing that happened. Did you or, see any highlights or anything? Uh, Anybody like do any leg kicks where they broke their legs or well, anything? Well, no, because that's because that's the thing. Like, uh, I am I'm going to watch these fights at some point, but it was a uh, unanimous decision, like uh, the Adesanya, Adesanya and Romero fight. Uh, okay. That was like 48, 47, 48, 47, 49, 46. So it was like it was very close. And it was the same thing with uh, like the, the women's fight. It was a sp- via split decision that the Hang Wiley <laughs> won. Is it Hang or Jang? Over, I don't know. I think it's Jang. Jang? Hang Wiley. It sounds like, uh, I don't know, dude. Like you're like like a trick you do with your dick out of your pants. Yeah. And she beat. <laughs> hey, guys, watch me hang Wiley. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, no pictures. And uh, she defeated Joanna Jetta. Jeskurvich. <laughs> I don't Jetta Kurvich. I don't know. God bless you. <laughs> Excuse me. I sneezed on the mic. Uh, so COVID um, yeah, free. I'm passing it over to you. It's for the next to one. me. Well, it's funny. I, I'm going to roll with your since you're passing me the ball. We're going to keep the sports theme going. And did you hear a South Korean soccer team filled its stands with sex doll sex dolls holding signs for X-rated websites. Ew. So a South Korean national soccer team recently started back up their season, and obviously, and uh, and famously, um, another league, uh, the Bundesliga, which is the German uh, professional football league, yeah, 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 started games back this week as well with no one in the stands. Well, South Korea didn't want that weird look of no one in the stands, so they populated their stands with sex stalls wearing masks. Oh my god, with like thumbs up, thumbs up, and peace <laughs> signs. Look at the one with the white T-shirt and a peace sign. What the fuck is that? And some of them were holding signs which were apparently links to German or not German to South Korean porn websites. That is terrible. Yeah, so, so- South Korean football team is very sorry for accidentally using what fans say are sex dolls to fill the stadium stands left empty by the coronavirus. Because fans were barred from attending an FC Soul match on Sunday, mannequins were set up in some seats. But a few social media users quickly pointed out the mannequins sure look like sex dolls and some were holding signs advertising what the BBC is calling X-rated websites. I don't, they, they don't go into detail. That's a sign to me that like they're, one, being really desperate for sponsorships and that like people are not really sending them in because I feel like the, that bottom of the barrel of sponsorships are always there. Like, oh, support our porn site. But Absolutely. They, but they don't go with those because they have other ones that they can use. OnlyFans.com. Yeah. And now they're like digging deep in the emails like, oh, we got to do all well, these porn sites. We got somebody. Let's take this money. <laughs> they're coming. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, South Korea is claiming, uh, what is it? FC Seoul is the club. Football club Seoul is, uh, you know, playing the uh, oops. We didn't know. Uh, to which they're saying. Uh, the female, all right, the quote is on, on Instagram. The female mannequin dressed in a white short sleeve t-shirt with breast excessively stood out and the nipples were protruding, but you didn't know they were an adult product? Question mark. One fan wrote on Instagram, you are kidding me. To which they have then responded, 
oopsie, we didn't know, we won't have it again. Why couldn't they <laughs> My just... My bad. Yeah. That's could, pretty much the response. There are just regular mannequins. and uh, <sighs> I don't know. I thought that was a funny one. There's a little funny picture in here of the sex dolls that I just showed John with the thumbs up, and one looks like she's cheering, a couple look like they're cheering, and one has a peace sign. The one particularly with the white shirt and the protruding nipples. <laughs> um, so we're gonna, I'll, try to, I'll try to snag this photo and share it in the group. That is fucking real life right there. Back That's to crazy. you, John Hannon. That is crazy. Um, did you hear, so... Um, talking about like that plague that you know we were joking about maybe what's happening next but uh did you hear that earlier this week there was a 6.5 uh magnitude earthquake kind of south of in nevada i was gonna say was it nevada i did remember seeing it on facebook of course that's my news source uh. news source news source my news source eh your source is a farce <laughs> your source is a farce <laughs> it is it's facebook it's You're a giant right. goddamn farce <laughs> we all knew it the whole time always wrong fuck uh it was in south nevada but like kind of almost where california borders yeah, nevada so area 51 caused this i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was a 6.5 earthquake that supposedly somehow slightly affected uh, affected mexico too um and affected california nevada um utah Didn't affect this mexican lager it's delicious yeah it's delicious <laughs> beer yeah we got to say that at least that they 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 know how to uh, make their alcohols Especially the tequila barreled one. You, you don't like Buddha? that, do you? No, it's, so it's good. It's strong, man. Rock, you is, got a glass? It is kicking. Um, put this in a glass. John's going to enjoy it. Yeah. So they're they're pretty much just saying. I don't know if there's going to be more of these earthquakes, but I'm already paying it paying attention to now these mm-hmm. natural disasters. People oh, yeah. need to be start like that's a good thing. Be good careful. Point. Natural disaster might be the next fucking. The next big thing. I mean, if there's going to be more, the, I'm going to keep an eye on like how many earthquakes or, or random tornadoes. Viral disaster. Now we have what an organic or a animological? Is that a word? Uh, insectorial. Animal- is that a word? I think these aren't words either. Uh, but the murder hornets. I'm fucking alluding to the murder hornets. The guys. animological was my favorite. You like that? I like that. Okay. One. Insectological. That's wait. I, wow. Insectological. are just pouring out of my mouth, guys. Insectological. It's fucking awesome. So is this what beer, it is. this beer on glass looks uh looks a little better. Uh, it's so yummy, John, and you should enjoy it. No, it, yeah. Tequila barrels, sir. It will be. I'm trying 10%. to- 10%. Uh, yeah. My, my, Get like, your nips protruding through that white shirt. Like an earthquake. <laughs> my Korean fun, soccer fan. My world is going to be shifting soon <laughs> with this thing. <laughs> it will be. Back to you. Oh, you throwing it to me? Okay. So a couple of these stories I'm going to kind of lump into into one. It's a couple stories, but I'm going to, because they they don't really share a theme aside from- did you hear this week in Canadian news? Let's start with that one. I got a couple Canadian stories. That, okay, that's the that's the through line here. So they don't really have anything to do with each other, but they're both can they're both of Canada. Did so you hear? Eh? I'm gonna. Did you hear? Eh? So, um. All right, and I'm gonna start with the. All right, neither one of these is really a, a one where you walk away smiling. So I'm gonna uh, get these, right to this one. These are the downers. This is a downer one. Okay. I uh, remember just this past week when uh, the Navy was doing, uh, or the Air Force, I'm sorry, was doing flyovers for the first responders. Oh, like yeah, they yeah. flew over Orlando. They flew over like all the major cities. Yeah, as like a thank you. Yeah, it's like a shout out to the first responders. They couldn't just drive through with a bullhorn. They had to fly jets. I don't mm-hmm. know. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, it was cool. But anyway, so they did that apparently in Canada too. And a Canadian Air Force jet celebrating COVID-19 frontline workers crashes into neighborhood, killing <sighs> the pilot and injuring his co-pilot. Oh, man. And there's a video. Like, Okay, this is literally the only copy written on the, on the headline, aside from the video, which I'll try to post to our group. 
Um, but it literally this is what it says. A Canadian Air Force pilot died after a jet crash in, in a British Columbia home during a celebration for frontline workers in the coronavirus pandemic. A witness to the crash said, all of a sudden I heard, I heard it and thought it was gunshots. The flight was part of Operation Inspiration, a nationwide mission aimed at saluting first responders and other essential workers. Damn. So, and you can see in the the still of the video here, it's just like flaming wreckage. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah it's right ask- after takeoff. I watched the video. I'm going to play it here. I'm going to try to turn the, I'm going to turn the volume down so you can't hear it. We'll, we'll put it in the group. Well, because my first thought was, is was this like random surveillance footage? Like, how did this no, get caught yeah, on no, camera? No, somebody, like, people knew this was going on like we did here in the States and they went out to videotape it. So see, they're from afar. They're like not in a neighborhood yeah but see they're over like it looks like green land and some mountains in the background and then oh and the one just goes off. and if you hear it yeah like when it there oh, you go, it starts geez. veering left and then it uh look it starts nosediving oh, no, no. oh, oh my right gosh. after takeoff okay boom wow. a couple of smoke plumes that's them ejecting i think and then, the, and then you hear it hit the ground, and they go, "Oh, it, it crashed!" That is way insane. off in the distance. See, that's the type of year twenty twenty has been, though, where even if you try to do something nice, like or you exactly. know, just a simple, exactly. something that's, is still going to go wrong. It really is a shame that you know that that guy trying to do something nice for his country's you know first responders, and he loses his. It's life. like those final, not des- even in a like, not even in a in a war like a war scenario because when will canada ever be in a war scenario no they it's don't just, fight wars it, and it was five seconds after takeoff like, right you don't expect it, it to be shame. that soon it was you a know? shame and and to be malfunctioning like that i it's um like have you ever seen the final destination movies love those movies the, the this is like it seems like the last movie like the final final destination movie <laughs> and then it's just it's taking over the world it's uh that's the lead star devin sawa he made it through the whole thing he joined up in the canadian air force <laughs> no. and bye-bye gotcha <laughs> gotcha anyway actor boy oh boy uh, uh. but uh secondarily out of canada i've got a secondary story um did you also hear a Ontario has given its police access to people's COVID-19 test data. How do you feel so, about that? They're just so giving now, it away? Yeah, like as far as if you're positive or negative and your location data based off of your phone and obviously things like that that they have on you. I mean, I, I see the pros and cons And to it's it. again, it's Canadian, so this doesn't really pertain to our freedoms and laws because they have their own freedoms and laws, which are similar but different. Oh, then who fucking cares? Um, but <laughs> no, I love you. I love you, Canada. <laughs> a, civil, a civil liberties group says the order violates the privacy of Ontarians. That's a word. So the first story was out of British Columbia, which is the west side of Canada over like... BC is like uh, over in Washington, Oregon, California. That's that side. Oh, okay. Ontario's the other side. So that's Toronto. More central. Toronto, which is just over the border of, De- uh, yeah, more central. Is that like east. above Michigan? Above Michigan, okay. yeah. Like Detroit. Toronto's yeah, yeah, yeah. close, kind of an hour from Detroit, I think. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I lose track of, of where all those provinces. Provinces. You provinces? Got yep. Yeah, where all those provinces are. I just are. really know kind of where those two are. <laughs> Ontario's <laughs> kind of right there over Detroit. And then BC, you know how I remember British Columbia? Because they they come out with really dank weed called BCs, BC buds. Oh, of course. British then. Columbian buds. And that's the west side of that country, which is just north of our west side of our country, which is where we grow dank ass weed. Yeah. So it's all, it's like, we love you, Canada. You got great <laughs> weed too. That west coast is dank. But don't ask Sorry about- Sorry the pilot died, <laughs> yeah. but get me high as fuck. Don't tell me about Toronto or Ottawa. I don't know. <laughs> unlike, but- unlike that pilot, I'm fitting to get high. <laughs> oh. oh, sorry, too soon. Yeah, so, but uh, yeah, a civil, a civil. This is hard to say. Easy for me to say. Ugh. A civil liberties organization is raising the alarm after the province of Ontario began sharing COVID nineteen test results with police and other organizations. 
Ontario officials announced the first responders in the province, including police, firefighters, that would be your brother, and paramedics, would have access to a database that includes names, addresses, dates of birth, and whether a person has tested positive for COVID-19. That's, and it's that's, causing controversy there. Again, they don't have the civil liberties we do. Yeah, because well, because one, you're giving up a lot of your freedoms, you know, just to be able to make this possible, kind of. Absolutely. But at the same time, it is super helpful to the first responders and the people that are. And so um, they know what they're dealing with, and then you can you. I feel like yeah, if they say you're, you, they know you have COVID, and you call in uh, having breathing problems. Well, let's get to him quicker than everyone else. He has COVID and breathing. You know what I mean? Like. He's he's really he's double at risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I see I, for me like because for me the one way I would have been able to like distinguish people who are sick and people who aren't is because for me the purpose of the masks are to not spread the virus to other people. It doesn't necessarily prevent you from getting it. Absolutely. So you, that's exactly. If right. they would have kept the masks to a, 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 a like a situation where it's only the people that are are, are testing positive or or think they might have it. Right. But there's this whole time where you can, walk, you can walk around asymptomatic though and not know you have it. You could have it right now and not have a temperature or any symptoms and not know. Shit, you could run the whole cycle of it. You could have it and pass it, and you know what I mean, and never have known you had it. If not for being yeah, tested, I, 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 I might have had it already. You might have had it already. You, we might have it right now. I think I, theoretically, I would think it's an easier way to distinguish, though, who, like who might have it and who doesn't. Like n- not not that you're going to be reckless around people who don't have masks on, but like if you see somebody with a mask, then you know to be a little bit extra cautious because they. I see what you're saying. May you know, but, but then it creates a stigma amongst mask wearers, and then you have that whole like this anti-Asian Chinese sentiment sentiment people have had lately with our story last week of the kids kicking the Asian girl in the face, and my first thought was, oh, they did it because she was Asian. Asian. I don't think it had anything to do with that, but. If you you know what I mean, if you cause that separation, then people are going to target mask wearers. Yeah, mask wearers. Yeah, there's going to be they're, they're going to come out with a word for it too, like non maskers, like non mask wearers, maskers versus non maskers. <laughs> they're going to be like you fucking maskers, <laughs> and it's going to be in the Urban Dictionary where you can't say maskers because <laughs> <laughs> somebody... no, you can't say maskers. Don't say maskers with a hard R. <laughs> yeah. You racist mask guy. <laughs> it's not ageist, sexist, or racist, but it's like maskus. It's, it's its own. Yeah, it's maskus. <laughs> you fucking maskus. <laughs> Well, Mascatarian. <laughs> oh, uh, Back okay. to you, John Hannon. Yeah. That's all I got from Canada this week, eh? Oh, I like it. I like it. Uh, did you hear that? I want to say that this is out of Connecticut because I'm getting the areas like Fairfield, yep, um, Hartford, yep, yeah. this is Connecticut. So Connecticut, Bridge- close to Canada, Bridgeport. Uh, did you hear that a Fairfield teen was trying to punch and spit on an officer after breaking into an elementary school? Um, it was an elementary school that he once attended, but he was, he's 17 years old now. Okay. And, uh, supposedly the cops got called out because they heard a disturbance and they, they wanted to check out what was going on, didn't find anything after they had gotten a call and then left. And then they got a call from inside the school from the teenager. What? Yeah. And then the call is coming from inside the school. (laughs) (laughs) And so he, and he's like drunk as fuck. And supposedly, you know, he's like, I mean, if I were to say safely, he's probably in that blackout phase. Okay. I want to take fifth grade again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting down. There's no fucking teacher. Are you guys 24 seven? With recess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and supposedly he took a swing at an officer, but they, okay, so they caught him, and they put him in handcuffs, and they were going to release him to his parents. All right. And then they let him go, 
and that's when they took the cuffs off of him before letting him go to his parents is when he swung on an officer <laughs> and they put him in handcuffs and then he starts spitting at them. Oh, man. Oh, that's, you were, see, even if he didn't swing, if he had just spit at them, that's still an assault charge. He, he was that close to freedom. Yeah. Freedom! Oh, they took the cuffs off. Your parents are there. Man. Yeah, seriously. You were getting in the car. Just shut up and go with your mommy. <laughs> yeah. She came to collect you from elementary school. Like it was a flashback to your fifth grade days. What's wrong with this yeah, guy? Yeah, and then he's, he starts. And he, so he was arrested He was and taken in the custody to the juvenile detention center in Bridgeport, oh Connecticut. And, uh, the fucking best juvenile detention center in the country, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. If, uh, if Martha Stewart was a juvenile when she committed her fucking SEC crime, she would have gone there, I'm sure. Yeah, all this is at like at 2 o'clock in the morning, 1.50 a.m. Oh, my God. All this is going on. Well, I mean, I'm just happy that something could ha- finally happen in Connecticut that was newsworthy. <laughs> or at all, because yeah. it's Connecticut. What goes on there? I know. I'll tell you what, I Connecticut can't believe that happened. I, yeah, I remember when we reported about that paper bag that blew there once. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that really set us set us on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Your brother had to come put us out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you. Back to me? All right. Um, this is a, kind of a callback story, but uh, this the, extra news has just come out on it. Attorney General... William Barr said Monday that the Justice Department has uncovered evidence demonstrating that the Saudi military officer behind last year's Pensacola Naval Air Station shooting had, quote, significant ties to Al-Qaeda. In the no Arabian Peninsula. shit. So do you remember that when there was a, a shooting at the Naval Air Station yeah. in Pensacola, which re- is like a big, it's a, the biggest Naval Air Station in the state, I'm yeah, pretty sure. I, I remember when that happened. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like it was that long it was, ago. Oh, but... I felt like maybe it was longer ago. When I really? heard this, I go, wow, yeah, what? So I don't know. I just found this interesting. Um, they uh, The reason I find it interesting is because they just got these details. Uh, Barr, who released these details at a virtual press conference in Washington, said the evidence was uncovered after the FBI unlocked two iPhones belonging to Mohammed. Here we go with more names. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. Uh, yeah, I, I apologize to the dead. <laughs> Al Shamrani. Al Shamrani. That's it. Al Shamrani, the gunman who opened fire at the Naval Air Station last December. So, quote, thanks to the relentless efforts and ingenuity of FBI technicians, the FBI finally succeeding in unlocking Al-Sharami's, the shooter's phones. Barr said, the phones contained information previously unknown to us that definitively establishes the shooter's significant ties to Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, not only before the attack, but even before he arrived in the U.S. So they're saying going back all the way to 2015, this guy was radicalized for Al-Qaeda. So he was like a sleeper agent and apparently was planning this for four years. Fuck. Yeah, and, and they found all this through hacking, through cracking his iPhone. That's the that's a hard thing to do. It is. Well, it goes into in, that. And I kind of wanted to go run on that a little bit because that's where it really gets, gets like uh, interesting because... Uh, they then go on to kind of uh, talk down against Apple, which the government has done in the past already. Oh, because they make it so hard to get information on it from anybody's phone. They do, but can I, I'm kind of not mad at them. As an iPhone user, I'm glad nobody... No, yeah. Because their, their stance is, the second we give it to you as the government, it'll get found or hacked or leaked or whatever, and hackers will then use that, and then uh, the, I, you know, the iCloud, the fappening, all this shit's already happening. The iCloud's already been hacked tons of times now they can hack in even more easier to directly to your phone and you know what i mean and it's a giant problem uh, yeah for, well, for people's privacy it was kind of like one of those like it was good but it came with the bad with my girlfriend she had got locked out of her account 
she couldn't remember the yep. password or she yep. was typing it in and it was coming out wrong. So after typing it in wrong too many times, locks her out. she went down to Apple to try to unlock it. And they're like, we can't. Yep. Like even we as employees cannot right? get into your phone. Genius my ass. Yeah. And then so she lost like a bunch of pictures. She was super upset about it. But I mean, at the same time, I'm like, at least they're protecting your stuff. Yeah. You no know shit. what I mean? That's like, you exactly. know for sure that it's not going to like so, anything's going to go wrong. Well, on the in the same vein as that Canadian story I just did, you know, like it's kind of a give and take. Like how, you know, like. Uh, are you happy that Apple is protecting it, you know, from the side of it could then protect you from being hacked or losing information or, you know, very, some very sensitive information in some cases. Or is it going to lock you out? On here? Yeah. Or, you know, and also, you know, but do you want it, you know, would you like to, for the government to have more access to things like this so that they can potentially help, you know, uh, you know like uh, Homeland Security, so to speak, in this case specifically? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that because have you seen that one movie and I think there's two or three of them now. It, I want to say it's called Unfriended. I could be wrong. I think that sounds familiar. But it's like it's it, and the whole movie is through like um like a screen. It's like a like a screen video, okay. like a screen grab. Okay. And you know people are are it's like a Zoom movie. Yeah, like people are chatting on on Skype or something. Okay. And they're getting like they're private messaging each other, and then somebody hacks their shit and tells them like to like do things. It becomes a horror movie. Really? Yeah, it's fucking. Oh, no, I've not it, seen this at all. It's okay, but it's okay. all like screen grab. So you you see like what they're typing in on the Google searches and stuff, and all the cameras are you know. So you never see necessarily the character behind the screen that's running all this. Yeah. You see what he's typing, him or her. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. creepy. And that it, is extra creepy. And when you see the the character themselves, it's like you see their webcam footage. You know what I mean? Like, you see them on, like, a screen within a screen, kind of. Screenception. Yeah. Not, it's not like th- Tuttle's radio inception. Not as bad but as, way better. Yeah. Not as bad as <laughs> Tuttle's uh, inception. Because <laughs> not, nothing's that bad. That's like commentating on commentating on commentating. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. And Present day movie here. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, th- so, yeah, as I mentioned, you know, they admonished Apple a good bit. Barr said on Monday that Apple's decision to manufacture its phones so that only users can unlock them has dangerous consequences for the public safety and national security. The company has maintained, Apple, has maintained that any backdoor <laughs> created for law enforcement would inevitably be accessed by malicious actors or hackers. Or anal enthusiasts. Yeah, any, or a priest. <laughs> <laughs> if you're an altar boy that's all oh shit back to you john okay. hannon did you hear that a um a downtown la warehouse exploded um uh, uh yesterday or did your brother before. send you this no, just no, no, stop no. reading news stories that your brother sends us about <laughs> fires god damn it. it it was a uh it was a hash oil warehouse what supposedly it was loaded with butane it, you of know, course, which is super because that's how they're producing this this hash oil. Yeah, and did I, hash oil burn? Were people getting fucking ripped? I I don't know. Be right back. I got a flight to Cali. <laughs> <laughs> I um I did hear as many as eleven firefighters got injured. Um, they were trying to run out, okay. but their pain was instantly relieved by the hash oil burning <laughs> in droves. So like, uh, I'm just I'm gonna read some of the different headlines because it's like the Los Angeles Times said cause of downtown LA explosion under investigation. So that means that they're looking into whoever did it. But the New York the New York Post says criminal probe launched into LA hash oil warehouse explosion. But then the Los Angeles Times and then this is where I'm like what really happened? The firefighters run through fireball to escape LA explosion. And I'm like run through a so fireball. So they were like in st- in the building and then it backdrafted. Have you seen that movie Backdraft? 
No, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's an old oldie but a goodie. And that's like that's like Robert if, De Niro. He ain't telling me what to fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he the, is in it. Yeah, but um, but there was like a huge blast and it injured. Uh, now I'm seeing 12 first responders, and uh, it spurred an investigation into what caused it. Um, they don't know what did exactly yet, but they're thinking it was intentional. Yikes! Ooh, yeah, out in Los Angeles. Well, yeah. Here's here's how to solve that that crime real quick. Who, uh, which dude with dreadlocks was standing outside going? Yeah, bro, no. this air is fucking Chiba, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. there's your guy. There's Some, your arsonist, my man. Whoever figured out flicking the next cigarette. Yeah, or, figured out. Get after it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on with you. Uh, well, I got a. Is that your last one, John? I got uh, one more to wrap it up with. I am done. Yeah. Okay. I got one more to wrap it up with. It's another story within a story. It's another duplicate I got for you. They're kind of mm. on the same lines. So we're going to run with it. Uh, I love it. Did you hear? Just this past weekend, there was a priest in uh, the air in the Detroit area of uh, Michigan who was uh, famously photographed squirting his parishioners at his uh, quote social distancing sermon with a squirt gun filled with holy water. So, <laughs> so they would drive up so that it could reach further. Yeah, yeah. Well, so he could safely distance himself and and hit them with holy water without touching them. With a squirt gun. With a squirt gun. No. The other way you can do it from over six feet away. <laughs> and so there's a photo of this guy. He kind of looks like the Pope with a mask. And he's standing outside of his church with a bright green squirt gun. And he's squirting his parishioners through their car windows as they drive up. And he reads, like, his blessing. He was probably maybe, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know if it was they... Catholic or what, if he was giving communion, you know. Maybe he was, like, throwing crackers and wine through the window, too. I don't know how that works. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, I don't know. It's super funny. I'll try to share this photo. Actually, the story is giving me a problem opening on my app right now. But, uh, I don't know. It was a super funny story. I forgot he has to, like, yell his blessings at the same yeah, time. As, yeah. Like, he's got like, a bullhorn and a squirt gun not like yippee kaye it be <laughs> for god so love the world and other things like that i don't know yippee kaye <laughs> holy one <laughs> skeet skeet motherfucker gd as he squirts him but uh yeah I, I don't know i thought that was a funny story and i honestly i appreciate it with the whole nonsense of uh, a lot of these churches like fighting it as soon as it happened like famously here in tampa there was one that right after the lockdown went in place they opened up and invited all the parishioners, hundreds of people to come, and they had a total service, a big giant hundreds of people service, shoulder to shoulder in the pews, no social distancing, and they had report- no measures taken, and then they got, there was a large uh, uh, number of infections after yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of reported Go cases. Go fucking figure, right? I, I would Well, so I can appreciate this guy trying to still do his church thing. I'm not a church guy, but I appreciate him trying to do his church thing socially responsibly, right? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I mean- and uh, let's take a turn with this story. <laughs> And tell you about this next one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I hope you brought your crying pants. Uh, but uh, so that was in Michigan. Well, in Pennsylvania, a man tried. Ugh. Pennsylvania. Here, I'm just going to read you the headline. Pennsylvania man tried to set four year old on fire, burn demon out of him. Police say. Oh, so you saved the worst for last. Yep. Okay. We're just going to wrap it up see on what, a downer. I see what's happening now. So okay. A, a Pennsylvania man was arrested after he doused a four year old boy with gasoline and threatened to burn a quote demon out of him. Police said. Josiah James McIntosh, 27, your age, John, just as crazy as you. No, is, no, that is not. Is facing aggravated assault and peppering. Oh, wait, no. Assault and other charges. See, I'm only like, go to go to the shopping mall food court plaza. 
and get and photos. Just stalk the yeah, Sbarro's Pizza and stalk the fatties or that's whatever. As, he that's said. as crazy as I'll go. Okay, well, and it's thank not God, this. This is another realm. Set your child on fire to burn uh, the, the evil inc- out. The incident happened around 1 p.m. Wednesday at a home in Southboro, just outside Johnstown, which is somewhere in Pennsylvania. It's it's my town. It, I know. Yeah. yeah. Do you know where that is? John? I'm, I'm well, mayor you of it. Should get your folks in charge. I'm not there all the time. In the Southmont Borough, you should really get people in, in fucking in order over there. Oh, um, you know what? I'm gonna send a message today to so, Johnstown. <laughs> fucking officers tell to chill responded out. to a domestic disturbance, arrived at the home and found the child in Macintosh smelling of gasoline and the, the defendant in possession of a disposable lighter. Uh, let's see. Sounds like he left the uh, Los Angeles warehouse. <laughs> it's the same guy. I, 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 he I, was I, also uh, super sticky with uh, hash oil. <laughs> Mega high. That was the whole problem the whole time. That's the one. But uh, luckily, he did not set the kid on fire. The kid was fine. The guy's been arrested. Everything's fine. The kid uh, is fine. The kid is fine. He oh. did not set him on fire. His plan was to do that. Fuck but yeah. But the police showed up in time. Thank thank. Fake God, as the priest with a water gun would tell you. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Uh, this just in. Did you hear? Too bad the priest wasn't there for this uh, Pennsylvania four-year-old boy. He could have helped. He could have holy watered him out if the guy let him on fire. <laughs> yeah, and safely from a distance. And that's all I got this week. <laughs> I love. We, uh, yeah, check us out on uh, Instagram or Facebook dot com slash funny to informing. Uh, thank you, Tuttle, for your ten, and Jim for your suggestion for Always. his Tuttle. If 10. you guys have a suggestion, uh, email us funny to informing gmail dot com. Hit us in funny informatives group. Send us a DM on Instagram. Uh, if you want merch, hit us on the decaljunkie.com. Order some FTI merch. Thank you to everyone out there who's done that so far. We are taking, we are using your picks as you share them in the group and putting those as background picks in the group. Yeah. And, uh, with everything going on, we can't thank everybody enough for staying on to the Patreon. The few of you that are. Absolutely. And, uh, patreon.com slash FTI. And we are going to put a video up. New content a coming. L- a little funny video segment thing that we did. Is it just the end of that? Are you going to do the whole thing? It's you and Rocky. Yeah, just that little fake ad. Doing, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. a teaser. And then eventually we're going to share that whole 30 minute. Uh, oh, I still 30 have minute all of news it. segment. Yeah, yeah, I have all of that's it. That's fine. Oh, yeah. We'll share the news segment after we do the little ad at the end of it. Cool, cool, cool. I like that. Yeah. And uh, we hope that you guys enjoy listening as much as we enjoy chatting and shooting the shit. You can laugh with us or at us. It does not fucking matter. And Coleman? Tip your prostitute buyers, Tuttle, looking at you. <laughs>